Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I met you before. I think sometimes... We met before. Sometimes Chris says people and he describes them in ways that have no relevance to how I know them. So I always think I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, I, I just use the memory that I have at the top of mind of when you all have met each other. It might not be the most perfect descriptor, but it is what my mind tells me to do. Sorry. And, and what memory is that, Chris? In this context, I do not have one. But <laughs> Rod is, is referring to something that happened the other day when I was like, uh, hey, it's the homie Hawk. You hooped with him in that, uh, this league that we were in, and I forgot what the other things. No, but. that's not. First of all, I'm not describing one time. I'm describing multiple times because you're the fourth of his friends to come on here, maybe fifth. And he described Hawk as you played, you hoop with him, and he went to Yale. I'm like, what the f- I don't know that. I've hooped with eight billion people. And all of his friends have gone to Ivy League schools, so I have no idea. It doesn't narrow it down for me at all. That's great. Yeah, we met at his at uh, his last apartment. I don't know. That's probably two or three years ago. And we went out that night, I believe. Like we all went. We went somewhere. I don't remember where we went, but we we definitely went somewhere. I think it was. I don't know time anymore, honestly. Yeah, truly. I have no. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I will say all your friends, like, have like. first of all, he doesn't have a friend with hair. I think it's a complex. <laughs> He's got the most hair, and all his friends got no hair. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the four, you're literally the fourth bald dude to walk in this, into the podcast as Chris's friend. Mills isn't bald, bro. He just got a low cut. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys Mills got have, hair. You guys have Brian Mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brian Mills. Or something? I don't know. It just feels like there's a trend here. <laughs> you know, I got it. You know, I got the facial hair. You know, the head went a couple years ago now. You know, like if Chris didn't describe, Chris took it off from me. If Chris didn't give me any other descriptors except for, yeah, you met him. He's bald. He has glasses. It could be you, or it could be Hawk, and it doesn't. A little bit more light skinned, but not light skinned. I don't be trying to highlight people's bald man. I don't know how they feel about that. (laughs) You know, some niggas be tight. That's the last of the scriptures I choose to go to. Thank you very much, nigga. <laughs> but um, Jay, how you doing? I'm good, man. Just you know, just on the hustle. I feel like it's weird being at the house all day. I haven't been going in the office. Wifey office and I've been doing a. Uh, well, it's I work in a co-working space. It's called uh, Offsite at Fiddler Club. Um, Can you explain what you do so, real quick, Jay? Yeah, yeah. So I I run a, a investment advisory and wealth planning business here in Philadelphia. Um, hey, you're also his like, third investment of, friend out of, on here also. It's like all he knows is dudes from Ivy Leagues, bald with glasses, <laughs> who do investments. It's all Chris's friends. He's not diverse at all. I'm his most diverse friend. This is going to be the exact same interview you've had three other times. <laughs> It's just clothes, bro. <laughs> it's all the same things. I can't help it that the athletes that I know that went to Ivy Leagues all chose to do the same thing. And Hawk is technically not – well, he hasn't been on here, but he's not a finance guy, even though he fits the trend of balls in <laughs> Ivy League, as according to you. 
Jake, but yeah, man, it's all good. How are you guys doing? What's up? Like, what's up on the West Coast right now? I miss it. Clippers lost, baby. There. It's a big day in LA. It's a big day in Saw LA. That. The Clippers lost, baby. <laughs> the true Laker fans know. I, I feel just as good as if the Lakers won last night that the Clippers lost. And it's not because I have hate for the Clippers. It's that people started saying Kawhi was the best in the world. And I'm like, nah, you have you, have you seen LeBron? This is not the same. They're not playing the same game. And I feel vindicated right now. Rod's memes have been out of pocket, bro. This man has been wild there. That was a choke job if I've ever seen one last night, though. I mean, Kawhi and PG, that was that was PG embarrassing. He got to scrub the internet of that playoff P shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's man, gone. Uh, Pandemic that's gone. It's a whole different beast. <laughs> Yo, Paul George, I felt... Cause I wanted him to lose, but seeing him at the end of the game, it's like that moment in Avengers Endgame when like Thanos realizes he's about to lose, and it like you just like kind of feel sad for the villain for like a hot second. That was PG's entire interview after the game. Like we just haven't played together a lot. I don't think we need different personnel. You know, I'm like, no, you need a different game, son. You got to make some goddamn shots. What are you right. talking about, personnel? You the personnel? What do you mean? Does this playoff run really count, though? They're in a bubble. They they traded seven goddamn first-round picks for this one dude who's like, I I don't know. We we don't need different personnel. They traded seven first-rounders. Yo, the one-point difference is like he got one more point than the uh, amount of first-rounders they traded in the fourth quarter. Yeah, playoff P. And then there was – shit, they traded five people for this motherfucker. It was was bad. The internet has been clowning that man. As they should be. But, like, isn't there an asterisk after this season anyway? Like, whoever wins this, do they really, you know, is this this a real season? Yes, and here's why. I wasn't sure how the bubble's going to play out. But the better team has won each time. If, If there was some huge surprises when we got down to the Final Four, I think the only surprise maybe is Milwaukee. But their loss really just looked like last season. It didn't look like yeah. some bubble shit. It looked like I think I think the biggest the team with the biggest gripe is Milwaukee, though, because they built their team to coast through the regular season playing very few minutes. So that when they got to the playoffs, they'd be fresher. But with everyone coming back into the same situation, it erased all the work they did keeping Giannis's minutes around 30 minutes a game, you know, spreading the spreading all that shit around. They brought that shit to the playoffs, and that was not playoff energy. Giannis got to play 45 minutes if that's what it takes, and they weren't doing it. That's why the yeah. coach is on the hot seat. And Giannis is hurt, you know, like too many minutes. That's what it seemed like. He got some skinny ankles, too. Like, he can't stay healthy. We'll, nah. we'll see about that <laughs> next that year. Isn't big but... man curse if you're too athletic? It's like, bro, you, your joints break down faster. Yeah. Anybody who's too athletic. Derrick Rose hurt himself doing a 19-foot jump stop. Like, he literally was at the free throw line and just jump hopped all the way to the left block and broke both his feet at the same time. A human's not designed to do shit like that. You're not a kangaroo, dog. Jump straight up and straight down. Your feet not that wide, playboy. Relax. He landed with them JB smooth toes at the end, just feet completely sideways. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Sorry. 
Chris is over here like doing work at the same time. He's so, a multitasker. You two are uh, obsessed with a very trash game, um, and Rob won't stop talking about it, and it's golf, and Jay tried to, along with my father, get me to be in it in high school, and I still refuse to do it. But why do y'all like it? Can you give me – I'm going to keep asking everybody this. Give me some reasons. Three. First of all, don't don't <laughs> ask us to quantify something that you and your Chris stubbornness have already decided you don't give a fuck about for no other reason than – when you decide you don't give a exactly. fuck about something, nobody in the history of Jesus Christ can come down and tell you different. You well, limit yourself, player. In this particular context, I just wanted to, you know, yeah. as you go along, you hear more reason and rationale of why people like something, and maybe something speaks to you, and you go, ah, I do like that. Maybe try, I'll try that. So, incorrect, sir. Just because no. I am inquisitive does not mean... Jason, do you believe it. there's anything you could say that would change Chris's mind right now? Anything you Look. could say. I feel like his question was not to change his mind. He just exactly. is trying to get us to talk about golf. Exactly. And, like, <laughs> this dude is never going to play golf. The last time we played golf was in 2010. It's 2020. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's 10 years for the folks counting at home. <laughs> right. Yeah, all right, niggas, in five. Fuck y'all. Let's talk so, about this fucking movie. Yeah, there's nothing to say. <laughs> nah. What, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what, do, what does golf mean to you, Jason? It's just, it's you versus the course and yourself. You know, I grew up playing team sports and like golf was an outlet to like play a game that like was just in my own mind. Right. And like, once you learn how to play, you get to a certain threshold and to get better, it's all in your mind. Like it's mental, it's a mental game. So for me, it's just like, it's serene. I like playing by myself and just like focusing and, and trying to, you know, hit good shots. And then I also like the flip side too, the social, like get out there, have some cigars or whatever, drink beers, whatever it is. And like, hang out with the, with the gang. So I love golf. It's, it's my longest standing hobby in my life. I've been playing over 20 years now, which is, which is crazy. I'm getting old. You look old, but if you're Chris's age, you've been playing since you were like five years old, which is a long time. It's a long, long time. time. I, uh, time. I described golf. I described it this way the other day. It's like the, the old man in the sea. It's like you will forever have a goal that you will never actually reach. And you can, you can make small adjustments. You can have a day where you feel like you're reaching it, but you never actually get there. And so it's like for someone who's compulsive and competitive, especially with yourself, you have that forever. You have that fish. If I could be elite at golf tomorrow... I probably wouldn't keep playing it forever because it would have way less meaning. I move on to something else. This is something that for the rest of my life will be a moving target and will never feel satisfying, but there's moments of satisfaction when you hit like a shot, even Leonard, Leonard suck. Leonard's trash at golf. He had one shot that went, you know, 20 yards right of the green the other day, but he finally got the ball in the air, true flight, great contact. And he left the course smiling. He's like, man, I'm getting better at this shit, dog. I'm getting better. <laughs> well, I need to go to the driving range. Like, it's, that's how it goes. You feel like you're getting closer, so you keep going. But you never get there. 
Yeah, I mean, I understand all those points, but then when I say, oh, that, that's why I fucked with archery, because it's the same concept. Niggas go, shut your ass up. Archery's not the same. It's, it is. Bro, get out of here with that. <laughs> try to get, do activity yeah. over and over and get it right, bro. Yeah. yeah, I don't have the green, and I can't feel the green. No. And fucking no, 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 lay no. on the course archery, and see how the fucking sand archery falls. It's the process like, of getting very good at an activity, bro. No, archery is like is like cornhole is like... Uh, goddamn darts is like bowling. Those are in a class of sports that, yeah, I get it, what you're saying. Golf has way too many, first of all, mechanics. So in archery, you are stable. You're only moving one, like, so little of your body. And I would also say that you could probably pick up archery and even luckily get a bullseye. And you, you know, to be good at archery, I assume you'd have to hit a bullseye every time for like, out of like 30, but reasonably in golf, you probably can't hit the ball for a certain period of time. And there's a period of time where you can't hit it close. And it, and these periods can last long times and you can regress in instance in a ways that people I know who are 300 bowlers or who have bowled at 300 consistently bowl in the two fifties. People I know who are, that's a perfect game, by the way, there's people who might shoot a 72 one day in golf and then go to another course and shoot like a 95 the very next day and want to throw themselves into the lake. And I don't see that with anything else where it's like these precision type of games. Well, the whole point, well, no, I can't say the whole point. Why I am interested in is I want it to be harder and harder and harder until I can go shoot a rabbit or some shit. And then look at, You're never going to, the day you hunt a rabbit is the day I'll say, okay, you win. All right, fine. <laughs> Cause you that's literally shoot, that's literally where I went. That's literally why I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna get really good at this, and I want to yeah. go hunt." Some so shit. you played Oregon Trail, and you're like, "Damn, <laughs> I want to kill a rabbit with a fucking bow and arrow. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna make it my life's mission to compare it to golf." Great. It's still it's not, not the my same. life's mission. It's literally you said you got interested in it because it was like, "Okay, this is difficult, and it's an activity that I have to battle myself to get." That's the only parallel that I'm making, and that is literally why I was like, "Oh." I can be good enough at this. I got consistent enough at targets. I was like, this is what I want to do with this. You just say you want to ever get better. That's my way of ever getting right. better. Right. I mean, but in that I'm case, saying. there's a million it's things that thing you I'm might saying. be like, I could take a mag- magnifying glass and just it's hold, not it, that, hold it to the ground and see how many ants I could pop. And one day I might pop more or less. It doesn't make it golf. Just that's because you're doing an activity alone that you can always get better at, it doesn't thing. make it golf. That's not the same thing, right? You just did the opposite of what I just did, bro. You made it so broad to make that the parallel is because, not free. Because They're very you, similar activities. No, because you broadened it to a degree that I'm like, yeah, if we're going to broaden it, we can broaden I didn't it infinity. Broaden it. It's very narrow. Your there, examples were that it's okay. an activity to, and it's to an those listening, thing, To those no listening, including you, you, Jason, to. to those listening, including you, Jason, if one of you responds back, you know what? Golf and archery are pretty much the same. I will fucking take Chris's argument and shove it up my ass. <laughs> but to, I don't think anybody who plays golf would ever say that you've made some sort of parallel argument here. Not one person. Not one. Like, think about an archery. In order to shoot it straight, you got to have the same motion every time. Probably mastering that motion and your aim and shit. In golf, golf's a fucking adventure. Your body is different every day. Your swing is never the same. And on the course, you don't hit the same swings. Each club is different. Each course, your lies, you never play the same round of golf. You can go out and shoot 100 rabbits the same way every time. No matter if they're running, whatever, bam, bam, same motion. Golf is completely different. And, like, you're in nature. Like, you're you're secluded. 
All right. See, this All is right, where man. Chris was never going to change, so it was pointless. This it's is him not, saying, okay, guys. I'm saying, okay, you don't want to hear what I'm saying? I understand how you feel about it. Continue. It's all good, man. All right. Okay. That's how I felt about it. I was wrong. Excuse me. Let's so, go on. Jason, I have a question for you. Do you really like the movie Legend of Bagger Vance? You fucked this with this shit? This shit's terrible. This <laughs> shit's terrible. This was probably one of the worst movies I've seen growing up. And <laughs> I when I suggested it. He did. Well, bro. <laughs> he didn't see it in what, a while. What baffles me, what baffles me about this movie, it did 40 million. It did bro. 40 million worldwide. Like they made Its budget was 80 million, though. Keep that in mind. Yeah, so, yeah. That's it lost it half its budget. Wait, so wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. How does that movie have an eighty million dollar? What were they doing? There were no Will, effects. Will Smith at that time. Was oh, you got to like pay the actors, and then probably the, Matt, the marketing. No, Matt Damon and Matt and, Damon. Matt Damon's going to win an Oscar, bro. Charlize Theron like and the, Charlize the yeah, yeah. alone. That's twenty each. That's twenty each for each one of them. That's where that money went. <laughs> that that, is it was a it was a terrible movie. Will Smith came in and saved. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of things First going of all, on in that movie. We got to talk about the magical Negro Will Smith for a, a whole long time. Right. Ain't no black we talk man about in fucking, what is this? What was this take place? 19, like during World War One or two? When 1930. Uh, the Great Depression, I feel like. Okay. So, like the so you're telling me in 1930, a black man can walk out of the woods up to a southern man playing golf and start frying this nigga for like 15 minutes and nothing is going to happen to him? No. Incorrect. Which leads me to the question, <laughs> was Will... Okay, I didn't... I, I need to say this off top so you can see where my blind spots are. I did not want to pay to rent this movie because I did not want to give any money to it. So I watched the trailer, then I watched a series of clips on YouTube. And with, with that, and one of them was in Spanish. One, with that... <laughs> My biggest question is: Was Will Smith a ghost? He I don't had, understand. He the, came out of nowhere, and then he just where did he come sunset. from? I thought he was yeah. an angel, bro, or some type of like. Uh, he was literally a magical Negro. I don't think it's <laughs> anything other than that, bro. They were like, guess what? Only black people who know about golf are literal genies, niggas who have to have magical power. He he was a grim reaper as well. He had to be an angel or something, because at the end, when the dude had a heart attack, he definitely died. He didn't wake back up. The kid, you know, oh, at the end of the movie, that wasn't in, yeah, yeah. When he, because the first, the first scene was the kid, the kid who was the caddy to Bagger and Mad Damon, the little four caddy, was an old man. He had a, he had a heart attack. But I think Will Uh. Smith was like, Will yeah. Smith comes in there. So the movie opens, Rod, since you, you, <laughs> there's probably wouldn't be an eclipse, with this guy talking about why golf is so great, um, saying a lot of stuff that you guys said, and then he shoots, and it goes into the woods, and then he goes to shoot again, and he has a fucking heart attack. And then he goes, <laughs> ah, this is the third one I've had uh, in like five years. And my wife is always like, why do you keep doing a game that clearly wants to take you out? And then... Transition into the movie. We're talking right. about Matt Damon. I think, and it was a decision between this one and then the Shia LaBeouf, the greatest game ever played. But I had to have the one with the Black Savior. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Will Smith. The Smart. fact, the fact, the fact that they were begging this man in 1930. All these Georgian people begging this man to stay with Matt Damon 
and coach him. And they needed him. Like, it was ridiculous. And, like... Was there any part in the movie that addressed racism towards Bagger? No! (laughs) Absolutely not. Obviously not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And do you know why? Because I don't think... It was a... a, He had the the men in black thing, and he, like, zapped their brains after. Because nobody talked about him unless it was in reference to Matt Damon. Much like, you know, why? What's that test? Well, when he was... So one of the scenes I did see... It was interesting because scene part one of the scene, I guess they're in the dark and Matt Damon has some reckoning about like, do I play the shot or not? Like, do I call out this penalty stroke? And the kid's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give in. Don't give it to him. And then Bagger's like, my work is done. And he walks off and the other dude says like, if you leave, you're never going to caddy in Georgia again. And I was like, that's all you have to say in 1930s Georgia? You're never going to caddy in this town again. <laughs> and you're that mad? No nigger and then the man No nothing? Walked off into the, and disappeared <laughs> on the, over the hill. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't it just walk into the darkness again. What the fuck? It's midnight and he just what walks off smiling. Everyone's like, oh, okay, we'll just give this some time to play out. He did it. He did a heel click, bro. He like walked off and clicked up. <laughs> He's he's walking on the fucking beach, and this thing like when everybody celebrates, he just looks off into the distance, smiling. I was like, I hate this shit. I cannot believe this. This movie has three things that I do not want: 1930s Southern white people, golf, and a magical Negro. I don't want it. Also, you know what's crazy? Matt Damon has Charlize Theron stripped out again. Another theme that keeps coming up in movies that we see. Wait, he has little, what? A little kid, the caddy guy who grows up to have the heart attack three times, yeah. is like coming to convince him to play in the tournament. But that's where the whole point of the story is. Okay. And Matt Damon is like drunk and he's like, nah, I don't want to do it. Da, 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 yeah, that was in the trailer. Yeah. Kid you, did you, every asleep. time you drink, you lose brain cells, son. And you remember some things, you forget some things, but forgetting's the hardest. <laughs> I was like, okay, bro. Why are you so sad? <laughs> um, Why are they letting a kid into a bar? That wasn't a bar. It was like a saloon. because It was, it was all at his house. No, no, no. Like You're a, talking about when like Charlize came over? No, we're talking about different scenes. He's he's talking about a different uh, scene. He thinks I'm talking about I'm just the jumping kid around. first comes and gets him. I'm just jumping around. Got you, got you, got you. So I'm going by trailers. So the kid comes back after that scene. The scene you're talking about is when they're at like some speakeasy with all black people and Matt Damon playing cards. Yeah, right, <laughs> so right, right, right. Say, That's where, probably where's his parents at? What do you do? You just, your kids just out at midnight listening to drunks in a saloon. It was bad. Why does bro. he care so much? About, okay, this wasn't really said in the parts I watched. Why does he care? Why does the kid care? The kid, because yeah. his father told him that. Um, no, I was about to call him back. What's Matt Damon's character called? Junior Matt Damon. Juno, Juna, Juna, Captain, something like that. Captain Juna, N U H. Runolf Juna, that's a terrible name. Yeah, but, right. Uh, Runolf Juna. <laughs> He's playing against Bobby Jones, and what's his name? Juna. They keep saying Juna. Juna. It's worse with a Georgian accent. Juna. What you gonna do, Juna? Bagger, don't leave. You'll never caddy in this town again. I truly <laughs> thought it was Jonah the entire time, but now I'm realizing that's way too Jewish for 1930s Georgia. But- and like shit, this dude beats Bobby Jones. Like, let's talk about that itself. <laughs> How unrealistic is that, number one? So and the won. kid, he won. He okay. won us some uh, Adam Sandler and fucking... On some crazy shit. shit. 
Yeah. I couldn't tell if he won. And I want to play this clip so you can see what I heard. Because I, I was watching this, so I was like, they need, these motherfuckers need to hear this. Okay. This is what I heard. This is Matt lining up a putt. Okay, everyone's celebrating. There's Bagger walking off into the sunset. And now Bagger's dancing in the sunset. I guess he is really mad with it. Okay, I started okay, too late in the clip because they're supposed, they're supposed to be standing. standing. So I couldn't so I tell. Couldn't There's been no words so far. Oh, I hear it. I don't think there's any words. I don't think there's any words in this part. I know, right? Oh, whatever. I explained myself. It was all Spanish, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. There was how fucking silent that scene was. I guess I watched like four, three of the clips were in Spanish, and I thought this was one of them, but guess not. <laughs> Literally, the last five minutes of the movie have no words. So you got no dialogue for this movie. You just watch your tones. I got nothing. Clips I got nothing. Clips of tone. I got nothing. I got fucking nothing. Just got played. I had it queued up and everything. What was I doing? Did I just have a stroke this morning? I swear to God, I was like, yeah, let me get this ready, because I'm going to drop it. During oh my fucking all y'all just heard was music and nothing. <laughs> so I guess with that said, Rod, when you play golf out, are you seeing any black people on the course? Oh shit! Uh, yes, maybe because it's L.A. and I'm on municipal courses, but not often. I think like I think COVID has brought black people out, including myself. Uh, but also I would say L.A. municipal courses is like. 60% Korean, 35% white, and then there's a black person peppered in. Yeah. I play with Koreans almost every day. Sounds about yeah, right. The car you go to is just uh, south, I mean, north of Koreatown, so. Yeah, but I mean, every, it doesn't matter. Every course in L.A. I'm going to I'm gonna go to Handsome Dam today, which is 30 minutes north. I was at Long Beach last night, yesterday. I played with... Three Koreans yesterday. I guarantee I'm going to play with three Koreans later today. Well, I got no logic for that. All right, never mind. <laughs> Dang, man. You're getting out a lot, though. Yesterday, today, like, that's – you're getting some good golf in. I play, like, four days a week right now. Uh, a, because, again, the, the municipal courses are, like, super cheap. And DeBell is another good course nearby that's, like, $15 with cart. So, yeah, there's a great deals. Last yesterday was uh, El Dorado, which is it was a lot more expensive. I was like that's basically 60 for cart and round and uh but that's an anomaly for me. I'm usually not paying nearly that much to play. That's even really not that bad. I feel like the courses out here 
start at like 60 for 18 with a cart. But there's no, there's a bunch of like Philadelphia surrounded by all these country clubs. Like there's not really that much public golf. Right. In San Diego, there's a lot of that. And you see, you don't see black people out at all. Nah, nah. When I visit out there, nah, it's token, token uh, status out there. But, you know, times are changing to your point. More people are getting out, which is good to see. Hopefully people watch Bagger Vance and get inspired to get out there. (laughs) Nobody's going to be inspired by this movie. (laughs) Not a single soul. Not a single all, person. Bro. At all, This is actually the movie I would put as propaganda to keep niggas from playing golf. I'd be like, you don't want to be like that, man. <laughs> you don't want all these white people to be. Never mind. Okay, so what? I watched one clip, and it was like, and this was, I could tell it's supposed to be the transformational clip of the movie, but it, it was so whack. It was, it was like Happy Gilmore when it's like, find your happy place. But not funny and also not as even not as well written as that, where he's like, you got to see the field. And Matt Damon's like, what do you mean the field? Look at Bobby Jones. Look at him. Look how he is out there just looking at the field, feeling the field, feeling it in his bones. And I was just like, what is happening? And it's like after that, Juna went out and just started playing golf. It sounds so comical with all the fucking accents, too. He was just hitting his shots at that point. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. This is around the same time, and it feels like a Saturday Night Live movie. Like, this was a sketch, and they were like, let's just make a whole movie out of it. Because none of this shit makes any sense to me. It blows my mind. Also, did you notice that he has on the same outfit as Lakeith in the movie Get Out? Because this is a problem, bro. Did you see that? Uh, I have to imagine that Jordan, we, I haven't seen an interview. He had Jordan Peele had to have chosen the, the Bagger Vance outfit. Just to be like, yeah, he's extra sunken. (laughs) After that, Lakeith was not heard from again. (laughs) Married him a white woman. (laughs) Moved to the suburbs. Yo, yo, he was like, just $5, sir. I was like, bro, if you don't stop calling this man sir, bro, you the one with the magic powers. Why you calling him sir? God damn it, Jason. Why you making us just move? (laughs) Well, you guys. bad, bro. Hey, you guys had already talked about Happy Gilmore, which also is a trash movie. This what? one, I, I no, vote. I disagree. This, I disagree. This movie was better than Happy Gilmore. This is a this is a this is a golf you classic. Are. Truly, take, I was so with, take, run with that. This is where take, this is where you realize you think you vibe with somebody. <laughs> And then the next morning you wake up and you kick him out of your house. I love your it. Bed. I love it. Expand, expand. Go on, hot take. Happy Gilmore is a comedy. So in that way, it can't be as trash as a movie trying to be serious that you laugh at the whole time. Well, let's hear why Happy Gilmore is a trash movie. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So number one, Adam Sandler, his switch, like, it wasn't golf. This man was using a hockey stick on the course. For, and, put, like, and it was made by Odyssey. Isn't that crazy? But it wasn't funny, though. Like, I feel like, and maybe I just don't like Adam Sandler movies, but I, there's a couple I like. But, like, it just, it wasn't funny. The fight with Bob Barker, like, that was ridiculous, okay. bro. Like, I just realized something. Can you confirm if Happy Gilmore came out before or after Bagger Vance? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think after. Because if it came out after, then it's literally just a parody, and I love it more. 
Nope. Happy Gilmore came out first. Bagger Vance. Yep. Bagger Vance is a reverse parody? <laughs> this is crazy. Let's <laughs> make a serious Happy Gilmore. What the fuck? Happy Gilmore came out in 96. Bagger Vance came out. At the end of Happy Gilmore, Chubbs is smiling down from heaven with an alligator. And in the end of Bagger Vance, Bagger's walking. To like he's, he's clicking his heels in the sunset, looking, smiling down upon his, a performance. Yo, it's it is, unreal. It is literally just a serious version. Of, that's why it feels like a Saturday Night Live sketch. Oh my God! It is a reverse. It's, it's, it is a reverse. Because Scooter McGavin is the evil version of Bobby Jones. Of Bobby it's, Jones it's, and Walter yeah. Hagen. And, and, uh, even, a, even a squirrel finds a few acorns every now and then, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking accents, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lady from Modern Family is Charlize Theron in this movie. Wow, that's sad. That's, that's so sad. Hollywood trash. Uh, but yeah, this movie's bad, dude. This movie's real bad. Uh, you don't think it would have been better if Bagger could drive it 420 yards and said the price is wrong, bitch? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a legendary quote, but nah. And... Chubbs was just Chubbs was problematic too, which I think you guys talked about in your last episode. But like, yeah, he's the nah. same as Bagger. He's the same but, guy. But Bagger, Bagger had a hand. Let's start with that. <laughs> and when they gave Bagger the 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 club, he swung it. He hit the ball like he could play golf. Chubbs, like who was Chubbs? Where did he yeah, even Chubbs come would have been swinging, but alligator took his hand. <laughs> took his hand off. This man had a metal or plastic hand. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I got his eye though. <laughs> it fell out of how you can attack my alligator and fall out of a window to die that's so terrible <laughs> so whack when I, did you see this movie for the first time Jason why did you why, why was this the top of your mind probably, a, probably I saw it probably right when it came out now I'm thinking about it I was like probably 9-10 years old I saw it Will Smith was already a hero in my mind and yeah I don't know it just stuck with me I've probably seen this movie 20 times, and it, it's gotten worse each time. 20 times? 20? So probably. Wait, are you saying today's the first day times. you thought it was trash? Or at 19, you're like, it's trash, but I'm fighting through it. No, I just, there's no good golf movies out. That's the thing. Like, I, I'm i feeling like. Happy Gilmore. I, well, that's the problem. I can't watch Happy <laughs> Gilmore. I can watch The Shy. I don't know if you guys have seen The Greatest Game Ever Played. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Shy is a good actor, though. Wow, yeah, like right. those are the those are the only three. What about that one with Big Boy? What's that one called? What? <laughs> Who's your caddy? ATL. Who's your caddy? <laughs> yeah, Big Boy is like trying to get on a golf course. It's Big Boy, Faison Love, Jeffrey Jones, and Andy Milanakis are the four top names. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Wow, well, we're definitely doing that someday. <laughs> we're definitely doing that. Who's your goddamn it's like, caddy? It's like Big Boy comes into town and he's be a big boy, and then like he joins to join the Wait, country club. You're forgetting like, no, a big golf movie, Caddyshack. Do you fuck oh, with Caddyshack? Oh, yeah. I have I haven't seen Caddyshack all the way through. That's a good point. I need to watch that. Caddyshack is. Only That's a, good it's basically movies. like Animal House, but for golf. Uh, I won't get into it too much today because we will probably do it at some point. But I think it was Caddyshack came out in the seventies. You get a young Chevy Chase who's like that dude. He's like, hey, you know, I got I got a big dick and a good swing. Like, what's good? <laughs> then you got Rodney Dangerfield what who's a, just like what a descriptor. <laughs> right? Oh, for sure. 
<laughs> Rodney Dangerfield basically plays like because there's no black people in the movie. He's basically like the, the black, black guy. guy. Yeah. He's like all loud and shit. Like how they like oh we can't cast just, an actual just... Negro, so we'll get him to do the to do the dirty work. <laughs> It's like just old enough where it's like seeing a pair Yo. of titties really mattered. Yo. So you see they're like the hot no. girl's titties hold at the up. end. No, hold up, Rob. What? Up. What? No, hold up. Stop. Stop. This is Caddyshack in two stop, minutes. Stop. stop, stop. We not. We not just gonna slide by that. Rodney Dangerfield is the Rodney. Because Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield in this movie is just throwing money at motherfuckers, pitching women on the ass, and it's like, hey, shorty, are you? Oh, exactly. No. Exactly. You never thought about him? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, no. We, we want to hire J.J. Walker from Good Time. Oh, but we can't do that because it's a movie about golf. So we'll get Rodney Dangerfield to do JJ for two and a half hours. Wow, I used to like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I still fucks with Caddyshack. I just know what it is. Oh but that God. was 1980, though. That wasn't. That wasn't. It's crazy problematic. <laughs> Bro, that movie is nothing. I'm about to watch it. Really All right, I'm about to watch when we get off here. That's a good wreck. And then uh, there's a there's a lot of golf in the movie ATL. That's what I was going to say with, yeah, with like the, uh, I don't know. I remember the character's name, but he was on the course. It was the guy. I mean, that was. Kevin Hart's assistant. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember his name, but. But they put a lot of emphasis on the country club and on golf. They did. Like a way out of the hood. But that's how it is in Georgia. As you saw in Bagger Vance, these people are serious (laughs) about the golf. (laughs) Bagger Vance's nephew is the. Esquire is his name. Esquire. 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 Don't name people so on the nose. <laughs> the names in ATL are what are they? They're new new. Esquire. Because I'm all about that new new dog. <laughs> it's the twins who are just twins. Star and Vita. There you go. Uh, wow. Esquire. Ant. T I is Rashad. Big boy. Rashad. Marcus, Jason Weber. Teddy. Brooklyn. <laughs> John Garnett is the is the mad famous dude. John Garnett. Yeah, who? Uh, John Garnett's what, uh, like what the, actor is that? It's Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. John Garnett was on the course. So he was the. He was the. He was the Chevy Chase. Great swing, big day. No. Yeah, John. No. John Garnett yeah. is that mad rich dude. He's just, yeah. I was my uh, rich. He yeah. Was, uh, the old guy in Caddyshack was the uh, one that Chevy Chase tried to impress to get the membership. But... I'm lost. I'm yeah, lost. I'm you lost. lost me. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I think you were drawing an analogy, but I got, I got, I couldn't follow it. Couldn't Never follow mind. it. It's fine. It is what it is. So, what is Charlie Theron's role in this movie? According to the trailer and what I saw, she was he was gone for ten years, and he's like, she's like, he's like, it doesn't matter anymore. She's like, but it does. It, it, ten years matters. So they had a thing. Her and Juna had a thing. It seemed like before this dude disappeared. When when he came back, the town put her up to go convince Juna. So that's what Chris was talking Wait, about before. Yeah, why it's does everyone care like so they much? They were engaged. Wait, but why does everyone care so much about? Because he was a small town phenom. He was like he right. won hella tournaments. He I know, was like but blowing up and he was OD, and then he went to go serve the war. Like that's the whole exposition part at the top. Is that but again? Why do they want him to? Why do they? Because okay, if they're just trying to reclaim the old magic, they all the whole town cares this no, much about the, what happened. No, 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 no. The whole point of the tournament, the whole thing that sets this up is that Charlize Theron's dad 
like because of the Great Depression, is about to lose this golf course. And so they have to have a big game to draw a bunch of people in. To get Got it. So she doesn't have to sell it. And Charlize Theron is basically the reporter in, ha- in uh, Happy Gilmore. And she, like, comes over. She's like, what the fuck? And after he came back from war, he had PTSD and, like, didn't go back and talk to her. They were, like, already engaged. And then, like, they saw each other in the street. And then he was like, I'm too sad. And then, like, so they sent her to be like, go convince him, which is OD, because that nigga was living in the town for, what, like, 10 Did, years? Wait, they said, they, they said go convince, like, yo, you got that pussy power. Go, go <laughs> get mean, Matt Damon. Only that's 100% time. what they that's said. 100% and what they said. that's 100% how she showed up, too. Yeah. Again, going back to the, they were about to let, walk. she got undressed and the little boy was clearly had his eye open and Matt Damon was like, don't worry, he's asleep. So there's one <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so wild. She was ready to do it, dog. It was wild. I was like, oh my goodness. That was, was reckless. Like, this, this she didn't care. Problematic or problematic. It is. That shit was it, it, this, this is male writers extraordinaire. Like, she's never taken another lover. She's just as beautiful as before. Fam, it's was, been 10 years, but he's right back where he left off. The, like, <laughs> running away, like, I hate you. I can't stand you was all of, like, a day and a half. And then, like, Shorty was right. like, I, get, I forgive you for living in the same town as me, us being engaged, you coming back and not saying a word Bruh, to me. if I just, like, bring Pop-Tarts into my girlfriend's house, she might treat me, like, worse than that for two days. What are you talking about? This is unrealistic. She wrote him all these letters and he didn't respond to none of the letters. Didn't respond Bruh, to shit. Come on, man. I'm not buying that shit. Yeah. It wasn't realistic. All right, the movie's pretty bad. It's your you've seen it twenty times. Now here's the deal: I've seen a lot of bad movies that I really enjoy. Like uh, Meteor Man is not great, but I love it, and it's important. I don't I don't understand what you could love about this other than it's centered around golf. It's not important. It's fucking crazy. The accents are comical at best. What when you did love this movie? What did you love about it besides that it's just Will I think Smith his dad golfing? Just put it in because it was Will Smith that golf. All right, yeah, that's what Will Smith was the defining fact, and like the fact that he was the expert and nobody else was. So like mm. Will Smith, he could do it. He had the practitioner, right? Like they gave him the club and he hit it, and it was like dang. And then he was teaching them all. He was the prophet almost. Like that was cool to me. And, like, it still kind of is. It's less cool, as it, you know, as when I was 10. But, like, you know, it's still, like, it's dope. Now, there's definitely problematic stuff. Well, I, I didn't realize that stuff when I was 10. But, like, the concept of, like, getting in the zone and, like, finding your swing, like, it's so golf to me because that stuff happens. Like, if you don't play for a year or, like, you, so I go months without playing sometimes and, like, you got to find yourself again. It's like a, it's like an introspective deal. And like, that's what Matt Damon went through in the movie. Like he had to find himself and he had the PTSD, all these distractions, people, all these people talking and like Bagger helped him find that, like that golf mode. So Bagger was just a therapist. And like really, cause it's a game against yourself. He was a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> He was a prophet. So Introducing you, the, the honorable prophet back, back up, up Vance. <laughs> Speak to the delegation. No, hello, sir. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is just back up Vance. I will <laughs> preach to y'all for $5 and a pair of shoes. Just $5, sir. Can we talk about the name Bagger, though? How do I, you get that name? 
Have, have you have either of you met anybody Nigger. named that? Okay, hold on. No, I no. think the first draft of this was called Nigger Vance. <laughs> and they're, no, and they're like, okay, yeah. Nagger Vance. No, hey. still too close. Bagger Vance. Hey. It still I has mean, two G's and an E R. Wow. It's, just, it's right there. That doesn't not make sense. It is that very close. That does not not make sense. What Some Tom Sawyer ass dude was like, hey, we got Nigger Jim. Why can't we have Nigger Vance? Okay, okay, all right. It's about the 60s, but it's about the 30s, but it's going to come out in 2000. Okay, bagger. No one's going to see what we did there, wink and nod. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to say that's a stretch, but it might not be. It's not. It's not. <laughs> 2000s Hollywood, bro. There's a lot of cocaine Nobody in involved. the history of the world has been named bagger. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that's that's got to be it. I mean. I don't have a better is. argument. Yeah, and in a poster, he's sandwiched between two whites, just so we know it's safe. It's a safe movie. You don't have to be worried, Hollywood. This shit is bad. I'm mad. I'm actually upset about it, bro. I was watching it, and I was getting more and more angry as it went along. And I was like, this don't make no fucking sense. That everybody was just like, yeah, I like that. (laughs) Cut that shit. (laughs) No problems with anything that's happening. Will Smith, I get it. Go ahead. He was going for the check. So if you were to ask Will Smith today if he was proud of that movie, what do you what would he say? I think he'd say yes. And I think I think he would say yes because would this come out in like two thousand? Yeah. I think that the the it had been his like fifth movie, fourth or fifth movie, and the first one he'd done with an accent. And the first one that wasn't like a blockbuster action movie. So I think for him it was an important like growth step, which is why his accent is trash. And it's it's acted kind of funny. It's like you gotta yeah. find your field. He has like a, the the find your field uh, scene. He's actually out of focus for the whole thing, which I think is pretty weird. It's like it's like Matt Damon's moment, but it's Will Smith's like because most important Hollywood words. Has forever <laughs> yeah. not lit black people correctly. Exactly. No, that bro. They they blurred him out on purpose, and yeah, that is a, a key. Was, that's a key point on purpose. Yes. Yes. And so, like it was like. He in it the whole movie was like Bagger, he works for five dollars. Like he was not recognized for his contributions. That's why he's a and ghost. Like, he's an angel ghost. He's not a human. Because that's how white people view us. They should show up, get the job done for the least amount of money possible, and go away. So that is yeah. ridiculous. Again, it was way less of a problem when he was named Nigger Vance. It's like, of course, Nigger Vance. Is <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, bucks. he'll work for five dollars. Nigger Vance yeah. might be worth a little bit more dollars. We <laughs> worth a few more bucks. Chubbs <laughs> 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 uh, worked for free the whole time. So I'll take you on tour. I'll do it. You can work in the game. Chubbs was, nah, Chubbs was cutting the back end, bro, because he was the one. Oh, I see your talent. That Chubbs didn't earn a dime. Didn't earn a dime. Damn. True. Didn't ask for a dime. That hurts my heart. Added no value, really. <laughs> Except hand jokes and alligators. No, he taught he taught him how to putt in the end before he perished. Oh, that, okay, yeah. I got to work in his short game. Happy. I got a question for you. Who is the most absurd and the best magical Negro? This is a problematic question. Example. Uh, what's Michael? He's cocky dude. He was hella huge, and he he passed away. Are you talking about the Green Mile? Green Mile. Okay. I don't know. What's the actor's name, though? Oh. 
who played John Coffey. What's his name? Oh. All I yeah. know is he's also in the movie The Island, and he has like a very Michael Clark Duncan. That used to really make me sad. Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan. Bagger Vance. Uh, I, Dick Holloway from The Shining. I uh, do think it's Bagger Vance, one hundred percent. If we're talking not comedies, I actually think that when we say Magical Negro, it's referring to specifically him as like the like the prime example of who that is. Uh, I don't know. He's why the most it. magical Negro. He came from the shadows only to return to the shadows, clicking right. his heels as he walked into the sunset. Which, by the way, it was dark. So wherever the fuck he immediately <laughs> went to, where it's now a sunset, doesn't make any goddamn sense. He went to heaven and clicked his heels as soon as uh, what's his name, Matt Damon, made the putt. Like he knew. He's like, yes, in this moment, <laughs> the magic has happened. I understand what you're saying, but no, Dick Holleran from The Shining is where Magical Negro came from. It's okay. literally, it's, 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 that's the first time they were like, oh yeah, show up with the answer and they die, nigga. So <laughs> that's exactly what happened to him. I'm trying to think. I think I think Rod's right, man. I think Bagger. I mean, I said he was a prophet earlier, but like that nigga might have been God. I'm surprised other characters in the movie could see him. You know, like I wouldn't have been surprised if he was like in Matt Damon's mind and nobody yeah, else yeah. knew. Honestly, who Bagger I was. Going for. when you when you just said that, it reminded me of uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. It's like this. It's, it's, he, that's what he, he just comes and bruises it. Bruce, are you sure you don't have the powers of God? That's like, why I was trying to think of Morgan Freeman performances because Morgan, that is the yeah, Negro in my mind. But he's always a real person, though. You know, like even well, I guess. Wait, in Bruce Almighty, he was God. God. He is God. God. Yes, God. <laughs> he's literally God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't think you can top that, bro. Like if you're a guy, Morgan Morgan takes the this cake with that one. It's God in a white suit. Bro. He literally comes that in just true. to save exclusively and only Jim Carrey's life. That's no. true. That's true. God spends an extraordinary <laughs> amount of time. Just re rehabilitating one white guy's life. He gave over the power of the universe, bro. This nigga. God is reckless as fuck, homie. That's a wild move, bro. God was really shooting from the hip. Like, he war and shit breaks out in that movie. A lot happens in that movie, and it's all God's fault, really, for giving the power to Evan. closer to Earth, To Bruce, God. I mean. Do you know all the problems that would happen from pulling the moon closer to the Earth like he did? Yo, and then the next movie, move. he gives all the same powers to goddamn Steve Carell to ground up two of every animal yeah like, that like, was what the is, problem what is this yeah once it got to evan almighty i lost it i was out on that one <laughs> jim carrey can make that um odinus uh a little bit more powerful i actually like bruce almighty i reference it all the time it's gonna be off topic but i say this all the time about because i spent as a progressive person i spent a lot of time railing against conservative bullshit but liberal bullshit does exist also it's not like that doesn't happen and I use that movie to reference it all the time, which is in, in Bruce Almighty, he gets the power to, like, obviously of God, and he, he starts hearing whispers in his head, and he realizes that they're prayers. So then he converts them into, like, email. And it, yeah, it goes like, Yahweh! Yeah, exactly. So he gets all the emails, and he's tired of replying to them, so he replies yes to all. And I feel like that's the liberal dilemma, which is just saying, you want to say yes to every person's problems without considering the negative effects it might have on someone else's problems. And because he replies yes... Riots and shit break out in the streets. Everyone wins the lottery, so the, the value of money becomes meaningless, et cetera, et cetera. You can't just say yes to everything. You have to take your time and understand how one thing affects another. 
and rent. <laughs> That's real. I mean, so what is that? What is that applicability to today, Rod? Well, I before George Floyd, I would say this all the time to say, first of all, to explain why Dave Chappelle is always right, and second right? that okay. that you we we continually leapfrogged black issues to uh, uh, prop up other issues. So in doing so, we run into a lot of conflicts, and I won't get into all of them here. Some of them I, I don't understand well enough to be problematic, but a very like brief example is, hey, if you say to this white lady, like, yeah, like feminism, believe all women, which is great, then as a black person, you're like, damn, white women done got us locked up a fuckload a of lot, times. A lot, a lot, a <laughs> lot. I feel sure, conflicted. Sure. We need to have those conversations in the middle instead of just jumping to the most extreme conclusion every time because you don't know who you're running over when you say one thing is just blanket right. Facts. And that's the most controversial I'll get on here. I'm sure someone's going to be like, like, it's going to be my downfall 11 years from now. Like, see how <laughs> unwoke he was in 2020? Shit, I'm keep trying to grow, y'all. I'm doing my best. No, it's my question for everybody who who posted the thing about the cops saying all lives matter. And it's like, okay, but then why are you arguing when the same thing was posted by Breonna Taylor? Somebody ran up in her house and they shot her when she was minding her own business. Yeah, I mean, the other and there, but there's, I mean, to to both points, there's extremes on both sides. And I like, I'm gonna stay in my lane here and say, what happens when? You have one side. That's a problem with the two-party system, right? One party says, put checks in the hands of American people because people are employed because of a virus. Yes, they may benefit those people today, but in six months, when everybody takes that money and buys something, we're going to have inflation. Who's that going to hurt the most? The people who just got those checks, right? And like, you know, there needs to be moderation, I feel like, in a lot of what is going on. I don't have the answers. I do say that the reason why I specifically said the liberal side on this is because I think there's there's good in trying. I don't believe in not trying. Um, But through the years, the people who I've gotten into arguments the most, I'm not saying people who hate me the most or people who haven't tried the most, people I've gotten into arguments the most have been liberal white women, including like recently, like Chris and I were at the comedy store and this woman, I said, hey, the song, the song WAP, is just okay. I think it's an important song because it's now blown up and it's become a thing. Like the topic of it is fine. The song itself, eh. <laughs> okay. And this this non-black woman was like, "You can't do that. You need to champion this song as a black man." And she said that to me. She said, "As a black man, you need to do A, B, and C." And I'm like. I don't have to do shit, homie. Right. The song is just okay. <laughs> I will do everything else to promote what this is, but the song is just okay. It, I, I haven't listened to it twice. It comes on sometimes, and I'm like, oh, the bass line goes kind of decent. It's slow. The, the The flow isn't that great. It's just rhyming the word pussy as many ways as possible, which is not hard. And I don't know, in rant there again. <laughs> it, it is, if the comedy store people, gods, were like, okay, let's bring an example to this. Next week, this dude was ranting about 
being a black Republican with no arguments, really. But I was just like, see, not all niggas have to think the same. That's the argument. Then not all niggas should have the same mindset. But what we should get at is that we got to meet in the middle. Two party system is flawed. He wasn't a black Republican. Arguments. He was a black. He was a he was a, he was Kanye. a Kanye. He was a Kanye. I know, but it. What is the Democrat Party? The all joke. they've done is enslave us. It worked better for the drink. He was slave, homie. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he didn't know what he was talking about. Every time I asked him to explain it, he wanted to move to a next a next topic. I was like, all right. Bro. Chris goes, what do you what do you like about Trump? And he's like, what has Biden done for you? Like, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, he's not. Biden's he, been vice president, I guess. Like, <laughs> like, what? Dude? That's not I what I'm know. fucking asking. Well, one guy's in office right now. <laughs> At the end of every episode, it always gets wild. I always say three things that are probably going to get me in trouble. I go from Rod Benson to Joe Rogan in a fucking heartbeat, and I'm really scared about that. He does, I'm really scared he does about wild that. out, so it's the hour mark. This man really goes off the rails and starts getting hot take Drake over here, bro. This is the it's important crazy. talk, though. This is when it gets real. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I'm glad you said that, because if someone's still listening, I actually believe that I'd rather say the thing, trying to get it right, and stumble and learn than just sit here and like not say shit and yeah. then we never talk about it because that's what also happens in liberal circles as well again i'm part of them a lot of people will just kind of like hmm <laughs> like I, there's been times like i i for there's a couple year period where like literally news was happening and i'm like let me see what people i think respond the right way res how, how they respond to it first before i say shit because i have no idea <laughs> i have none and that's there's 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 value in that too, but not forever. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. either we just start doing shit privately, despite what's right, or we have the tougher conversations in the middle and figure it the fuck out. People hate to learn though. They take um, any critiques or ways of them li doing life incorrectly as a, a assault, and it's like, no, bro, like you didn't know that. Here is here it is, and then you have a conversation where you're like, okay, well, this is how I got here. Why do you feel the other way? And now we can move on. Now we can grow and shit. But, like, if you make it a sport, like, the two-party system and shit, or, like, it's like, if you believe in this, then you're a fucking... Not a, you, it's not a game, bro. Like, we are all trying to get towards the same thing of, like, living a better life, right? You know so, how like, I know it's possible? You know how I know that we can we can have these conversations and I truly... I know how. No, because, <laughs> because I watched Bagger Vance, and every white dude in Georgia was just mad that they lost a caddy and not a magical nigger. <laughs> Growth is possible. Change is possible. But you change would have a caddy in this state of Georgia again. And that was 1930. Hey, I mean, it's been 70 years. Hey, 90 years. And let me just go ahead and pop that bubble and say niggas will always be back advanced and they will never be Juna. This is some bullshit. Okay? I want some magical white motherfucker coming out and teaching me how to play golf. That's what I want. Fuck this shit. I mean, I, that is literally Tiger Woods, I guess, but... No, his father was a cool, cool <laughs> black man. So he had a magical Negro as well. Hey, bagger on bagger. I'll take it. He did. He did. <laughs> bagger on bagger. So I can't wait till the Migos drop that song. We go on bagger on bagger. We go on bagger on bagger. Just we a straight bagger on bagger. <laughs> we actually have to make that. I'll make that. That's fucking hilarious. We might have to hit some bars after this is over. <laughs> Well, that's so fucking right. Oh, brother, like, uh, usually I ask people what's coming up for them, but I don't think you, like, I don't know what you what you got going, promote but anything something. you want to drop, promote, talk about to wrap this up? 
Nah, man, I appreciate you guys having me on here. I just, I just came out here to talk, man. The promotion is, it is what it is. Talk you about being a fool. Shush. Say, say it. <laughs> I mean, look. If you want to learn more about Zenith, my Instagram handle is jmichaelray. Uh, websites on there. We're helping people make money and create wealth in their life. We're going to help our clients create a billion dollars in wealth over the next decade. So if you want to be a part of that, look, I'm here. There's plenty of stuff to learn. There's plenty of stuff for me to learn, our clients to learn. I appreciate getting on here and talking about, you know, bagger vans, but also like world issues because this is the stuff that we talk about and it's related to money, right? All these things going on in society, you live in capitalism, right? Money is the, the flow of things that move through the system. So understanding how to create wealth and be independent from, you know, things that are holding you back from freedom and time um, are what we're focusing on here. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to promote too much, but I appreciate the platform. You know how I know you're serious about growth and shit? This guy has a literal ladder right behind him. He's like, yo, the symbolism is real. <laughs> you will ascend. We're going with up. System. We're going up. We're going to elevate you from baggers to Junas. That's the new shit. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for coming on. We'll holler at you. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>